You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. So was that a signature win? Thank you for joining us once again for Jamie D and Big Newt. I'm Jamie D'Amico. He is Big Chris Newton. What up, though? Thanks again for being with us because we are, we're on quite a streak here, man, aren't we? Two wins in a row, two good teams in a row, beating the team with the best record in the NFL, tied for the best record in the NFL, coming off a win against the Pittsburgh Steelers after all those talking heads on ESPN, especially Keyshawn Johnson. Oh, the Bills are nobody. They haven't had a signature win. Well, okay. Was that good enough for you, Key? What did you think, big man? Yeah, man, we had to shut everybody up, man. And it felt good in the pregame when they did the picks and everybody picked the Bills um, for the most part. I mean, I it felt good. Yeah, man. So we were uh, – Anthony Marino, I think we're going to have Twitter beef with Nick Wright. Um, <laughs> with first things first, I mean, we stick together, man. You're going to ride with my – we're going to ride on my boy, man. Hey, I, I got his back. You know what I'm saying? You want to have beef with Buffalo Rumblings, we're going to have beef. So he gets on first things first this morning, and Anthony tweeted about it. Um, he got on first things first this morning, still knocking Josh Allen's performance. And he went, and I quote, well, no, I can't quote because I might get sued for that. I have no money. <laughs> but pretty much, <laughs> pretty much, he said that you could combine the Steelers and the Bills because he's a big Kansas City uh, Chiefs fan. So okay. he said, if you if you combine the Steelers with the Bills, they might be able to fill the team that could beat the Chiefs, but you still won't have good quarterback play. Still won't have good quarterback play. Yeah. Well, okay. Here's here's my take on that. You're not going to have better quarterback play than the Chiefs. Okay. But to say you're not going to have good quarterback play, are you kidding me? Come on. He's not a fan of Josh Allen, never has been. And I get it. I mean, he talked about Josh Allen's passer rating and all that stuff yesterday. And that's one thing I can say about this game, man. I really wish that Josh Allen would have connected on the deep ball. Um, it was the the Davis one when he was running free single coverage when they brought when they brought the uh, the blitz and so if we would have connected on that one now you looking at three hundred some yards passing three touchdowns that looks a lot better you know what I'm saying but to say that oh we have bad quarterback play I mean if you look at it right now Josh Allen according to uh, f- uh, Pro Football Talk Josh Allen right now is number three in the MVP odds and I'm like. 
So what are you getting that from? You know what I'm saying? So I just think that's his whole narrative, just knock sure. him. And so at this point, you can't knock him, dude. I mean, even the MVP is going to have bad games. I mean, Patrick Mahomes didn't play well against Miami yesterday. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? He threw a couple of early picks and got them in a hole. He took a 30-yard sack, which was Ooh. like a record. So you're not going to have perfect quarterback play every game. You know right. what I'm saying? So I think that's unfair. And, you know, I want to go a different direction with this. I want to take the fact that we didn't have a perfect game from from Josh Allen yesterday. And I want to tell you that that is what I liked about the game. Because the first half of the season, the Bills do not win that game. They needed Josh Allen to be sharp and to be money in those games. And he wasn't sharp yesterday. He was missing his marks. He didn't play bad. But going up against the number one defense in the NFL, um, he wasn't he wasn't hitting his marks the way we've seen the way we saw last week, the previous game against the 49ers. But it was the Buffalo Bills defense that to me was the story of this game because the defense is finally rounding into form. And what we're seeing is a team that can win and beat their opponents in a variety of different ways. And to me, that's exactly what I want to see. I didn't need Josh Allen to be, you know, otherworldly Josh Allen yesterday. I needed to see the entire team put up a good performance, and that's exactly what they did. And that is exactly what you want to see when you're getting into the late part of the season and the playoffs are coming around. You want to see your team clicking on all cylinders, peaking. And I think that's what we're looking at right now, a Buffalo Bills team that is peaking with the playoffs just around the corner. I totally agree, and I think we're going to talk about this game a little bit more than what we usually do. I mean, I, I feel like our script is we talk about the past game for about 10, 15 minutes, then we talk about the upcoming game for about 10, 15 minutes, and then it's miscellaneous the rest of the show. I really want to just take the chance and just dive into this game because this this game is – I mean, we didn't have a couple this year, man. When we beat the Rams, when we beat Seattle – but to do this on the national stage, man, and and to be favored, and it, it's just a wonderful feeling. And we just got to stop the smell of roses and take it all in. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This was, I mean, I get it, man. Pittsburgh has some injuries. Their offensive line was banged up and all this stuff. They lost, they lost like we talked about last week, they lost uh, Bush and Dupree on defense. But they got after us, man. I ain't going to lie, man. First quarter – I, I had doubts in my mind, man, the way they was getting at the Allen, and I feel like they was just, you know, getting to us and applying pressure for all different ways and stuff. But one thing I will take away from this game, the most important thing is the fact that the whole year, the third quarter has been like a thorn in our side. Mm-hmm. And last night, okay, the third quarter was probably the best quarter. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And so to be able to have your best quarter against that kind of competition, you know what I'm saying? Don't don't take that for granted, man. Pittsburgh is a very good team. Now they lost two in a row. They still have more wins than almost anybody in the league, okay? Mm-hmm. So for us to do that, and like you said, to piggyback off what you said, for Josh Allen not to have to be Superman. So, okay, so he, that means he can have an okay game and we still win by double digits. That's what I take away from this game. Mm-hmm. I really liked what I saw from the coaches too. 
they actually made adjustments, and that is what I think allowed the third quarter to have more success than it has had in previous games this year. You saw them change their blocking scheme to try to slow down Cameron Hayward, who was an utter wrecking ball yesterday in the first half. You saw that they started uh, doing some different things on defense to bring pressure against Roethlisberger, which actually resulted in a very rare sack of that dude. That was noteworthy. You saw you saw the uh, defensive backs doing a great job blanketing receivers and keeping everything in front of them, and that was part of the Steelers' game this this year. Their offense is short throws. But they did a great job of tackling. Everything from top to bottom was great, except Josh Allen didn't connect on some throws he probably should have, like the deep one to Gabe Davis. But they didn't need that to win. They did everything else correctly. And one more time, Stefan Diggs. Wow. I know Justin Jefferson is doing great in Minnesota, and he's the player that that the Vikings selected in in place of the Buffalo Bills with that first round pick, the one that the Bills traded to the Vikings in order to get Stefan Diggs, I wouldn't trade Diggs right now. To me, he should be an MVP candidate too. I agree. I agree, man. And you and we talk about this all the time on the show. Was that trade worth it? And every week it's an emphatic yes. I mean, to have a hundred receptions, okay. 100 receptions in 13 games. You're you're having arguably, and we'd have had good receivers. We'd have had Hall of Fame receivers in Buffalo. You're having an all-time, a franchise all-time great season. Okay, your first year with us. I want him to never leave Buffalo. Even mm. when he gets old and slow, okay, he could be our fourth receiver. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and hopefully at that point, uh, Davis and McKenzie are ones and twos and that stuff. But yeah, man, I mean, he he he's well worth what we gave up for. And I, and 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 if Jefferson was with us, I'm sure he'd be a fire receiver. And I'm not sure that he'll give us much more than what Davis giving us. But that's arguably have the best receiver in football statistic wise. It's a godsend. And Allen and him, man, I'm telling you, man, they're one of the best duos in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And let's go back a step. And I just want to talk about the defense again because I wanted to drop a statistic and I'm not trying to switch gears on you too quickly, but the Steelers only put up about 230 yards of offense total and Ben Roethlisberger, 21 for 37, 187 yards, two TDs, two picks. Their leading rusher was James Conner, 10 rushes for 18 yards. Right. The Bills were good on defense, and Milano's getting healthy. Yep. They're healthy. This yep. is amazing to be at this point in the season and them to be getting healthier. Now, Teron Johnson, who had himself a game yesterday, gets injured with a concussion, and unless Dane Jackson is on the squad, I don't know who is going to match up with the slot receivers, but let's hope and pray that they stay this way because you really want to see them round into form as as we get later in the season. Well, well, hold on then. Let's, here's what we could do. We move forward five days, Saturday afternoon, 4 o'clock. 
we knock off Denver, we clip, clinch the AFC East for the first time in almost 30 years. Right. Okay. Let's clinch that, and then maybe we can rest the next two weeks. Wouldn't that be nice? So now we can get healthy. We can run out the, you know, the the second string guys, Matt Barkley's and all those guys, you know, because it won't matter and get healthy for the playoffs. So imagine that. That would be perfect, wouldn't it? I mean, that's like victory formation, man. It ain't nothing like lining up in victory formation. We're victory formation it, okay? With two weeks left in the regular season, because we're getting ready for the we're getting ready for the playoffs and hosting the home game. Now, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves here, but oh, this game against Denver. Oh, What's I'm that? getting ahead, buddy. I'm getting ahead. Well, I I I'm actually worried about this game against Denver. I am worried that playing three games in twelve days and coming off of such a big win against such a good opponent. This has let down written all over it. I can see that. I can see that. I mean, I won't say you're wrong. I think we're going to be motivated. I think uh, McDermott's going to have the team uh, ready. We got Smoke coming back. He's practicing this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully he gives the offense of Joe. We're, we're early five-point favorites, all right? We're early five-point favorites. Can Denver beat us? Yeah, they could beat us, especially in mile high. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, they're coming off a, a big victory against Carolina, but still, all in all, this is a five-win team. We're a ten-win team. We got to take care of business, and that's going to be a hell of a motivator. You know, hey, y'all, let's go out here and win the AFC East today. Starters, hey, we're going to rest you the next two weeks, so you're going to get like a little mini vacation during the season and get ready for the playoffs. That's going to be a hell of a motivation, man. But, yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. It's going to be a quick turnaround, man. Um, but I think they're pros, and McDermott's going to have those guys ready to play and motivate. I think that McDermott is very good at preventing the letdown. We're not talking about a Rex Ryan blowhard that has no control of his team. We're talking about a guy who presses the right buttons, and it's typically not a concern. The The place where I'm worried is just, it's philosophically, it's not based on the evidence of what we've seen with the Bills under Sean McDermott. Yeah, sure, they've lost games that they shouldn't have. Every team does. They've also won games that they shouldn't have. What I'm looking at here is a team that is actually playing defense in a way that seems meaningful for the first time in the 2020 season and is starting to look like it did the previous couple of years, especially last year in 2019 when the Bills had a top three defense. That's what they looked like. And again, that's the reason they beat the Steelers. They beat the Steelers because of their defense. And interestingly, the Steelers had so many injuries on the offensive line that every offensive lineman who dressed saw the field. And the Bills didn't particularly destroy the Steelers with pass rush. You know, the the blockers, they the guys for the Steelers that came in there, they did their job. It was all the little things, making tackles, covering dudes downfield, getting good possession to get interceptions or good position, good position to grab the interceptions like the one Levi Wallace had. <laughs> Levi Wallace, I thought, was going to be a huge liability in this game. He played well. 
Yes, he did. I totally agree. Who would have thought, going back to what you said earlier, who would have thought that Big Ben would perform worse than uh, your boy last year, man? Your <laughs> <laughs> Duck Hodges? Duck Hodges. Duck Hodges threw for more yardage than Big Ben did yesterday, man. Who would have thunk that? Duck. <laughs> your boy. I know you love Duck. What? Why is he my boy? I don't know. It's just funny because his name. Whenever it's so <laughs> funny, it's just got to be your boy. No no particular reason. So but, I'm going to bed last night. I, I know that you stay up later than I do, but I'm going to bed after the after the Monday night game, and I start laughing. And my wife is like, what are you laughing about? And I said, I'm imagining the Newton household right now because I know that guy is bouncing off the walls after that game. And he's texting all of his buddies. And then he's going to go and make sweet love to his wife or something like that. And she's going to be like, get the hell out of here. I'm sleeping. I got a funny quick story about that. Like I was, <laughs> I was uncharacteristic. I was uncharacteristically quiet. Uh, during the game, because the first half was very scary. To be honest with you, I mean, if you really want to walk through how I felt during the game, I thought the way the game was going, that Josh Allen was going to throw a pick six before Big Ben. Mm-hmm. So to go into halftime with a pick six, but then my boy Bass missed the, uh, the point after, I was like, okay, all right, we held them off, but, man, we're one bad pass away from losing this game. Right. And it just seemed like we came out the third quarter, we scored twice, we got up on them, now I felt good. And then the second takeaway, I didn't get to this, the second uh, takeaway I would take from it is that last fourth quarter drive, dude, we ran the football. Oh, yeah. Oh, it felt so good. Oh, my God. It was almost orgasmic. I tell you, man, because that's what you <laughs> want to see. You didn't want to get – Pittsburgh, did. You, they're not going to go away. They got 11 wins for a reason. You know what I'm saying? So when they came down and they scored, okay, now we're only up eight points. I got kind of scared. I was like, but we drove the ball right down the field, man. And I'm just telling you, it felt so good. They got a heavy dose of Zach Moss. And uh, you talk about rushing attack. We stymied their rushing attack to only 47 yards, but we rushed for over 100 yards. And that was part of the formula, too, playing great defense, be able to run the football, um, not exactly when you want to, but when you had to, and we had to that fourth quarter to kill that clock. And I think that drive was like a seven minute drive and that felt so good. And so that that's a great point. They did it when they had to, when they had to ice that game, man, the, you know, I, I was a little bit worried about it when the bills had, they were behind the sticks on first and second down and there's five minutes to go in the game. And then Dawson Knox <laughs> gained 16 yards to get a first down. And I, I chuckle because he did not have himself a great game. No. Uh, but then, man, Moss, he just went in there and iced it. It seemed like the, it seemed like there was no stopping him on that last drive. He just wanted it more than the Pittsburgh defense did. Exactly. And so... Um... We, uh, my wife was already asleep, so obviously you know the routine, man. We're texting. I'm texting my friends, and and once again, it makes me feel like I'm a part of the organization, man. I I feel the calls and talk. Even that boy Chris Murphy, 
He he probably had a couple beers. He was singing. Murph? Oh, oh yeah, that boy Murph hit me. I gotta call him back, man. Yeah, man, Murph was feeling good. And he kept saying, "Man, the year of the buffalo. This the year of the buffalo." And God bless him, man. He been saying the year of the buffalo for the, like the last ten years, but now I'm finally feeling it, man. So, you know, so I'm texting everybody and everything. And so uh, I go to bed, whatever. We wake up in the morning where, you know, Jalen was already sleeping. He was like, what happened? I'm telling him about the game and stuff. And my wife was like, yeah, man, you know, I had it on upstairs. Then when y'all start winning, I started coming downstairs. I thought you was going to curse me out and tell me to go back upstairs when Pittsburgh drove down the field and scored. I'm like, no, get out of here. Go back upstairs and what you were doing. You know what I'm saying? So I'm super, I'm very superstitious when it comes like that. Like if the kids come in the room and we score, I tell them to sit their butts down. You ain't leaving until something bad happens. <laughs> you know oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. With Notre Dame football, Buffalo football. Oh yeah. I'm so superstitious. And so yeah, because I, I know and anything that you do is definitely going to influence the outcome of the game. <laughs> For sure. That's hey, in my mind it does, you know. <laughs> So, yeah, man, it, it, I just, I mean, you just enjoy it. And it's like, you know, and we're, it's like you're waiting for the shoe to drop so much, man. But like, like the announcers are saying, I just don't think the shoe is going to drop. So I was thinking, like, okay, what are you going to get on a podcast, say, today? Okay, now I feel comfortable with saying that, hey, we could be the Tennessee Titans last year, we could be in the AFC yeah. East championship i mean in the afc championship we could win a playoff game win the second round and now you're in the air you're playing kansas city for the afc championship i could see that now sure yeah i think and we touched on it last week i think you can talk about the buffalo bills as a viable super bowl contender at this point and i'm i'm not trying to you know be blasphemous here or jinx anybody. But when you are 11 and three, are they 11 and three? Who, Buffalo? Yeah. We're 10 and three. 10 and three. Damn it. What's wrong with me? No, because Pittsburgh's 11 and two. They're 11 and two. Got it. When you're 10 and three and you have the third best record in your conference, there's no reason you can't talk about there's no reason you can't talk about contending for the AFC championship. I mean, it's just statistically it's in your favor to discuss that. Right. I totally agree, man. And, and I, I and then you got to look at like, who's hot. You know what I'm saying? Like we're one of yes. how to see, like everybody keeps saying, man, we're a hell Mary away from being on a seven game winning streak. And if we were that, we would be the hottest, along with the Chiefs, the hottest team in the NFL. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, you look at our schedule, man, and it's ebbs and flows, and I get it as fluid. But, I mean, look at the people we beat, man. I mean, once again, the Rams, you beat Seattle, now you beat Pittsburgh. I mean, we beat some good teams. New England, New England's not out of – well, they might be out of it in a minute, but they're not terrible. You know what I'm saying? So it ain't like we played a bunch of scrubs. We beat the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. We beat the Dolphins. The Dolphins, you good. I mean, so we had a pretty daunting schedule. And, I mean, to lose the Tennessee, the Chiefs, and the Hail Mary Cardinals, you know what I'm saying? I'll take that every day, man. And my wife keeps asking me, what do you want for Christmas? What do you want for Christmas? Christmas is next week. 
And I'm like, wait this Saturday night and I'll tell you. Because if we clinch the AFC East, we talked about this before. I want nothing but Buffalo Bills paraphernalia saying AFC East champs. I want hats. I want T-shirts, sweatshirts, jumpsuits. I want the commemorative DVDs. I don't even watch DVDs no more. I want that <laughs> DVD. You know how growing up on Sports Illustrated, I used to be so – like this is just how crazy I am in my life. I used to be so jealous when a team wins a championship and then Sports Illustrated like, yeah, get the commemorative sweatshirt and the DVD and then get the commemorative book with the, your team on the cover. And I'm like, that will be awesome. To have that where I could pop in a DVD whenever I want to, even though we don't really watch DVDs anymore. You can just pull it off sure. YouTube. But I want that damn DVD. I don't even think I got a DVD player in the house. I don't care. <laughs> I want that DVD and I want that commemorative magazine so I can put it up in the boomer room. Cause I grew up like I I just can't imagine when people team win their win the Super Bowl or the championship and they they celebrate, they might get drunk and have a good time. Man, I feel like I'm gonna live it. Like I feel like I'm gonna probably drive to Buffalo, COVID and all, the parade. Like I want all that stuff. So I know I'm rambling, but I'm just saying I want the cups, I want the sweatshirt, I want everything that's gonna say AFC's champions champions, because we haven't won it in almost 30 years, dude. I know, man. It's it's time. And unlike a few years ago when the Bills completely backed into a a playoff berth, they've earned this. And they've got Miami right on their heels still. And that's the reason the Bills haven't gotten there yet is because Miami's a damn good team this year and they don't seem to want to go away. They lost to the Chiefs on Sunday, but they made it close. I mean, it was a close game. It, a better team probably would have beat the Chiefs. I mean, three interceptions from Holmes. Yep. You you got to do more with it than they did. But I was watching that game, and Tua has a lot of poise, and he's going to be a really good quarterback. And the rest of the team is playing well. They just they're not there yet. I'm worried about what they're going to look like next year when they have all those high draft picks that they've uh, traded for. Yeah, I agree, man. It's like, I, and, and it goes back to what you were saying about winning the division. I just want to, and not having a let up, I just want to take care of business this week so now I don't have to worry. Because I yeah. don't want to have to worry about New England. New England's going to want to just ruin our season. And Lord forbid, I don't want to have to come down to week 17 and have to play Miami for the division. You know what I'm saying? Even though I, I don't think it's going to happen like that. I think Miami will lose one again. Um, but just take care of and it's the low-hanging fruit. I mean, out of Denver, New England, and Miami, Denver is the one you got to win, right? I mean, it's the easiest one, you know? It's the one you have to win. Yeah, yeah. Because they're the, I mean, from the simple fact, it's the easiest game. Because the Patriots are going to be motivated against us. You know what I'm saying? And then Miami, anything can happen at the end. So let's just take care of business against Denver, go out there, play good, solid football, and then just chill the last two weeks. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they always say, well, should you sit your starters? Should you you rest them? Are they going to be, you know, I, are they going to be flat when they come out? No, rest them. Right. I don't care if they're flat. They'll get it back over the course of the game. I just don't want injuries. Right. 
And you remember, we talk about this all the time. Do you remember back in two, I want to say 2004, 2005, go back with me, when all we had to do was beat the Steelers. And they yep. went from their third string. And we beat them. We were in the playoffs. And we still lost. Do you remember yep. that? Do you remember that? I Absolutely. Remember. It was maddening. I was watching that game losing my mind. I'm like, damn it, Drew Bledsoe. <laughs> and I was in Tallahassee still. I was teaching at Florida State. I was with the uh, Tallahassee Bill backers. Shout out to them, man, those guys, man. And I was like, okay, this is our year. We're about to make it to the playoffs. Awesome. All we had to do, the Pittsburgh were already locked in their uh, playoff seating. They ran out their third string and beat us, dude. We were yeah, like, and, and like not even by a little bit. They yeah. beat the crap out of the Bills in that yeah. game. Yeah. It wasn't even close. Yeah. How do you lose to a team's third string with your starters? Exactly. Oh, that was so upsetting. That's the only thing that'll make this even this season even better. We lock in the AFC East this Saturday, and then we trot out Matt Barkley and the second stringers and beat Pat, the uh, pay, uh, Patriots and beat the Dolphins, or beat the Dolphins, or maybe beat both. That would make this season even more awesome. Wouldn't it, though? Um, but we'll forget about that very quickly, depending on what happens in the playoffs. Because that's... Okay, the Bills are going to make the playoffs. It's to me, it's a foregone conclusion. They could be mathematically eliminated. I I realize this, but they're they're going to end up in the playoffs. And now we're back to where we were before the season began, when we agreed that if the Bills didn't win a playoff game this year, it would be a disappointment. So, what is the likelihood that we end up disappointed by them going out in the first round? Man, that's a good one. Man, it's fluid. It's fluid. I, we said we wanted to win the AFC East, and we said we wanted to win a playoff game. But like right. I said, right now it's Cleveland. Cleveland's good, man. I mean, right now if the playoffs started, we would play the Browns at right. home. That's not a gimme. No, that's not a good matchup for the Bills, actually. They run the ball very well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I feel like people would dog us out more than anything, if we win the AFC East and lose a home game to Cleveland. But mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't be so bold to say that that can't happen. Okay? It can happen. It can happen. Let's be real. I mean, I know people don't want to hear it. I mean, I feel like we're good enough that we can make the AFC championship. But I also think that Cleveland could put together a good game and beat us. They beat us last year. That was probably Baker Mayfield's best game as a pro when he played us last year. Yeah, and look at the standings. Look at their record. Yeah, yeah. So, I think the pundits would dog us, like people like Nick Wright would dog us out if we don't win a home playoff game. But of course, you know, last year we 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 should have won against Houston. We were up going into halftime, and most of the time when we lead in halftime, we win. Okay, so we uh we chalked that up to uh, Josh Allen being young. Um. It would be a disappointment, but I think it wouldn't take away from this season if that happens. Because once again, I wouldn't. it's they basically they have the same record. So are we saying the Bills are substantially better than the Browns? The Browns are a tough matchup, but then again, you've got the Miami Dolphins, who are now a couple games behind the Bills, but they're a good team too. 
Like the the AFC is fairly stacked this year uh, on, on the top end, and it's going to make is going to make the playoffs a difficult ride. The playoffs usually are right, but this isn't four years ago when you had the Bills and the Jaguars, teams that couldn't score points. And boy, that that playoff game was pretty ugly. What was it like? Ten three. Ten three. Yeah. No matter who won that game, they were going to lose in the next round. That is not what you're looking at this year when it comes to the AFC playoff race. I totally agree, man. Because when now you're looking at you're looking at the Colts and you yep. look at Tennessee out of the South. Those both nine and four. They both are two very good teams. You're looking at Pittsburgh and you're looking at Cleveland out of the North with Baltimore trying to get in. You you got the MVP and Baltimore trying to get in. Okay, then you got us in Miami. Okay, mm-hmm. so and then you got Kansas City in the West. And I feel like they're the only ones that might make it. I, think, I don't know if the Raiders are still in. I mean, uh, Raiders are seven and six right now, and they need some things to go their way. Uh, but yeah, they they're probably going to fall. Be the way it stands right now, they would fall behind the Colts, Browns, and Dolphins when it comes to uh, when it comes to wild card. But you know, like you always say, it's fluid. Mm-hmm. Any of those teams could falter, and the Raiders could find their way in. But let's just stick with what we have. So, I mean, if you break it into tiers, the Chiefs, I would say the Chiefs are tier one, and it's like everybody else is maybe tier two. We're probably at the top of tier two, um, just with the way we're playing. But Tennessee's right there. I like Indianapolis. I like Cleveland. You know what I'm saying? So any of those teams could come up, and then of course the Steelers. Okay, right. so any of those teams could challenge Kansas City uh, and be in the AFC uh, in the AFC championship. You know what I'm saying? So it's a lot of parity in that second group. So anything can happen. Like I said, I mean, not to be redundant, but I can see us going to the conference championship. I can see us losing to Cleveland in the first round. But even if that happens, I, I'd still be happy if we win our division and I will feel good going into next year. I just think McDermott, I feel like anything, not to cut you off, I'm sorry, but McDermott, McDermott is just, he's playing with house money. The further he goes this year, that just gives him more leeway when if we fall off, we just give him the benefit of the doubt. If we, if we, if we lose in the first round, people are going to be looking at him side eye a little bit. Some people mm-hmm. look at him side eye. He'll get a lot more criticism. Okay? So will Josh Allen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if you don't want the side eye, the looks and everything, go ahead and win at least one game and feel good going to the next season. But Chris Newton, personally, I, I'll be happy with us just winning the division. I am with you on that. And, you know, the other thing I don't want people to do is to take a look at the Steelers and say, well, the Bills beat them once, so they're the better team. They would beat them if they met up in the playoffs. No, with a team as good as the Steelers, and yes, they've lost two in a row. They've got injuries to deal with right now, and they're mounting. But a team like that, they're not easy to beat twice. So beating them once is not a given that you're going to beat them again. I would far prefer to play a team that we've lost to than a team that than a team that we have beaten previously. I agree. I would rather play Tennessee. 
Yes. I agree. Totally agree with you. And that's what I think it- at this point, the Bills defense playing better. I think they've figured out how to stop the run a little better than they had. Derek Harvey went over 200 yards again this past week. The guy's an animal. Um, and <laughs> I, I don't think that they would shut him down. But I think that the Bills defense can do a little better than they did the first time. I agree. I agree. And then having Milano healthy, I mean, our defense coming to his own, I will feel good about that game. I definitely agree. All right. So let me shift gears on you. I'm not going to be going home for the holidays. This will be the first Christmas I've missed with my parents in probably, oh my God, I I think this will actually be the first Christmas I have ever missed with my family. And I wasn't feeling too good about that. I, I was kind of upset. And my wife, knowing this, and she's amazing. She didn't want to have a Christmas tree. We're going to be moving at in early January and bringing more stuff into the house. We don't, we don't already have a Christmas tree or Christmas decorations that we just weren't going to do it. Uh, but she realized I was upset. So she bought a small tree. It's like three feet tall and some little ornaments that we could put on that are also edible. Mind you, she had the great idea of taking these, uh, little truffles and hanging them from the tree along with candy canes. And we decided to decorate it tonight. We put the lights on this little thing. We were playing uh, the Charlie Brown Christmas. Here's the part that I think you're going to like my attire. I am wearing a flannel onesie that has a trap door on the back. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) not a trap door absolutely yes (laughs) got a trap door on the back just like uh you know the old school cartoons you've seen or the little rascals or whatever it is yeah right on the back it's uh it's velcro um it uh it rips open and my butt would hang out if i were to do that man you gotta take a picture of that posted that is hilarious yeah that's good stuff, right? Um, so then the question is, would you wear something like that? You know what? My wife was talking about getting like, you know, onesies for everybody, but I don't think you're going to find one in my size just yet. Um, but she's talked about that. I mean, if the whole family did it, I'd probably do it just to go along with it. Um, and yeah, yeah, I'd probably do it. Yeah, I would I would do that. It'd be fun. Yeah, cool. And, you know, you have children around, so you have to behave. Um, I got my wife uh, one that matches, and I've been chasing her her around, ripping the uh, trap door (laughs) open. And she's like, would you stop it? (laughs) Uh, Y'all running around there playing reindeer games. Oh, man. Yeah. But, hey, I I don't like Christmas music. I, I just feel like it's so played out. And it never changes. And then the new stuff that comes around, it just like Mariah Carey is just so annoying. And, um, but man, the Charlie Brown Christmas with the Vince Guaraldi trio, the jazz piano is so good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's to me, it's really the only acceptable Christmas music. 
Yeah, I'm totally the opposite, man. We we play the uh, what's that? The the channel that has the log, and they just play Christmas music all the time. Like, oh yeah, the Yule log. Yule log. Thank you. My wife loves that. You know what I'm saying? But you know, I think the Yule log is great. Yeah, I mean, I love it, man. I love this time of year, and uh, like you, uh, well, we were supposed to go to Florida. We were supposed to go to Naples for Christmas. Uh, we got invited for the national championship with our uh, 11U team, but people backed out once we qualify, so we're not going to be making that trip now. So we'll be here. Oh, I, I feel bad for Jalen. Yeah, man, it's, it's, it was a whole thing. I'm not going to get into it. I try to have more class than that, but pretty much we uh, we went one and one last week in North Carolina. We got invited to go for the championships in Naples, Florida for the FBU National Championships. Um, Tua Tagovailoa, he played in this. Um, the kid from Clemson, he played in this. It's it's a big deal. And so Monday, you know, the parents kind of got together. Kids just started dropping out. And I'm just like, did you all think we were going to lose? Like, why are we not going? You know what I'm saying? And so slowly people just started dropping out. And now we're not going. So anyway, short. hopefully we make it next year. But um, long story short, yeah, we'll be here also because of COVID uh reasons you know both our parents are older so you know we'll just be here and enjoying the ps5 we're gonna crack that open and <laughs> make a, make a we're we're <laughs> we're gonna be binge playing that thing on the couch like i don't even think we're gonna get out the couch for like a week you know oh man you're gonna have like hand cramps and stuff well, i get hand cramps but that's for other reasons <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, when whenever you get cramped up, man, you just pass the stick to someone else in there because I mean, all of us are gonna want to play it. So yeah, we'll just sit on the couch for a week and chill out here, man. So we'll be here also. So for any of you who missed it, Big Newt's life goal was to get his hands on the PS5, which he finally did, and your tweet was so good. When you said that it was like kissing a girl for the first time. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, it felt so good, man. Oh, oh. I can't wait. So, I, I, I mean, wrap this up for us because I don't think we've, we have the conclusion here on the podcast. How did you finally end up with it? I spent, I thought, I thought we talked about this last week. I spent, um, no, week we talked about them calling the cops on you. Okay, good. So we got that part. Okay. So, you know, my wife called corporate, and then it was like, oh, my God, Ms. Newton. And I don't know if you all know by now, but my Facebook page, my, my wife is uh, Caucasian. I'm obviously African-American, so I'm in a, you know, a mixed marriage, mixed relationship. And so, you know, my wife, I told her, hey, hey, you got to put your Karen hat on. You got to be a Karen. And she obliged. <laughs> she obliged, man. She called corporate. And so... If you don't think her calling corporate is anything different that'd be different than me calling corporate, then you're sadly mistaken. Okay. Uh, so corporate, uh, like Walmart corporate? Walmart corporate. Yeah, we was at Walmart, right? And so she called corporate and told her exactly what happened. You all called the police on my husband, and it was no reason for it. Oh, Miss New, we are so sorry. Here's what we're gonna do. We're seeing the oh that Walmart you're is gonna have 15 PS5s tomorrow. It's gonna be on the truck that's coming. I'm gonna have the store general manager call you tomorrow and let you know whoopty woo. And she was like, Yeah, right. None of that's gonna happen. Like, whatever. Sure enough, man, five or six o'clock that afternoon. That was uh 
that Tuesday because uh, Buffalo played on Monday, and then that was the Tuesday, right? And so the general manager called about 5 or 6 o'clock, like, hey, you know, we're just calling. We heard what happened. We're sorry. We got 15 PS5s on the trunk. Um, if you come and get in line, we're going to give out tickets at 5 in the morning and all this stuff. So she did. And then so we went out there and we spent the night out there. I went out there after football practice. I was out there from 9 p.m. to 6 a.m. And they gave you out- spent the night outside of a store again. for the second time in three weeks again. Yes. But, oh, my God. But let me tell you something. This one was way worse because it was way colder. It was oh. like 20 degrees. OK, it was way colder. Thanksgiving, it was like 50. It felt good. This was pretty bad. I had my bills blanket. I was going to post a picture. Maybe I'll post a picture of it. I had my bills blanket out. And so, um, yeah, I mean, and I guess I could say it now. I guess it's wrong. But my wife my wife stood out there, too, because she, at this point, she wanted to stick it to Walmart. So she was like, okay, we're getting this thing. So she stayed out there. She was number two in line, and I was number four. And we act like we didn't know each other. We didn't even talk to each other the whole night. Are you serious? Yes. Yeah. I'm too much of my business at this point. But hey, Bills Mafia, I love y'all. So Jamie, you know I love you. I'm telling my all my business right now. So yes, she got out there at about eight o'clock. And I was just bring getting home for football practice, right? That was our last practice because we ain't going to Florida. So I come home. She was like, I'm in line. They called. Um, I'm in line now. I'm number two. And I was like, okay, let me eat dinner and I'll come up there. And so another couple, a girl, a woman named Karen and her son. Okay. Her name was Karen. Her name was Karen. Nice woman. Nice woman. We talked all night long, whatever. She was up there with her teenage son. They were number three. It was a a, a young African-American kid. He was number one. His name was Will. Nice guy. He likes playing Call of Duty. And then it was my wife. Then it was Karen. And then it was me. I was number four. And so we didn't talk to each other because you, you can only get one per household. Oh, per household. So wait a minute. You guys didn't even like pretend you were just meeting for the first time and have a little flirtation. And then next thing you know, next thing you know, you two are like making out and people are like, whoa, a love connection just happened. They'll be like, man, that's a player right there. He just met that girl and he make it out with already. No, we have very little interaction. Like I talked, I probably talked to Karen because she was, her and her son was sitting right next to me. So I probably talked to her more than I did my wife. So, because I didn't want anybody to say we were together. So, what happened was, you know, they came out, they gave the general manager was there, and the lead cop, they they called the cops on us about, she was there too. So, they walked us in one by one to get our PlayStations, walk you to your car. So, she bought one, I bought one, and then uh, I actually sold it, the one, the extra one, I sold that yesterday. Good for you. So, essentially, and once again, I know people are going to say, oh, you're a scalper, we hate you and all that, and I get it. But I look at it like, and I guess I'm looking at the bright side of it. It's like a lawyer, man, or a mechanic. A lot of you all know plumbing and stuff. I don't know nothing about that, so I got to overpay. You overcharge me to come pick, fix something that's easy. It's the same thing, you know. I spent two nights in the cold to do this, and so essentially I got a free PS5 because the extra money paid for my PS5, and I made a little bit of money on top of that. So Yeah, to be honest, whatever you made off of that, Standing in line for two hours plus all of your trips to try to uh, to try to land one in between, uh, the dollar amount you made per hour is low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
spending two nights outside. So I don't know. But yeah, we we listed it, people going off on me, and I get it, man, because these things are hard to get their hands on. I don't know how many of our listeners try, but I mean, yeah, I spent two nights outside, so I want to be compensated for it, you know? Hey, once again, capitalism. That's all it is. You you are a capitalist. You are simply playing within the rules. Does anybody complain about Bill Belichick for playing within the rules? No, only when he breaks them. <laughs> so Which he then, does. So then we get home that morning, right? And I'm like, oh man, I can't wait to fire this thing up. And then my wife was like, whoa, 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 whoa. What do you think you're doing? And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm about to fire up the PS5. She's like, no, that's gonna be, you know, Christmas gifts. And I'm like, oh my God. So now I'm just sitting here looking at this PS5 and we can't unwrap it and fire it up until next Friday. So does does Jalen and Simone know that you got it or is she keeping it a secret? Well, I don't know how many of our Bill Mafia listeners are young people who listen. I mean, still, you know, the Santa Claus thing, you know, but uh, yes, Santa's bringing up, but I mean, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I know what you're saying. My kids are 13 and 10 and they don't, you know, they don't believe in Santa Claus no more. So yeah, they know it's here. We just got to wait. We're just doing it for the pictures. You know, my family loves taking Christmas pictures and stuff. So we're we're just doing it for the effects. I gotcha. You know. I gotcha. <laughs> well, man, I, I do love this time of year. I don't like Christmas music. I do like this time of year. Also, I like the song Christmas Rapping by The Waitresses and Rocking Around the Christmas Tree oh, by yeah. Betty Lee. I love it, man. But my song is a Mariah Carey song. I can listen to that all day. Uh, I can't listen to her, period. Oh, my God. I love Mariah. Such a whiner. One of the best to me. So, Newt, if you could get one Christmas wish, and I could give that to you right now, what would it be? In COVID. In COVID? Yeah. End COVID. In COVID. In the pandemic. Go back to normal life. Kids playing sports. Kids back in school. Everything normal. All the people in the hospitals, you know, just in COVID. Man, you are altruistic. <laughs> I, I was, I was, I would have come up with something that was far <laughs> more selfish. Yeah, no, I would end COVID. I'm sorry to hit you. I didn't mean to get that deep. I'm sure that ain't what you was asking. Oh no, it's fine. Uh, yeah, but I would end COVID. Uh, but if it was something personable, uh. Something more selfish, I would say. Uh, Buffalo slash Notre Dame win the Notre Dame win the championship slash Buffalo win the Super Bowl. All right, uh, I'm with you on that. That that's that was what I was going to go with. I'm sorry, was a Bill Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm not just saying that because I'm I'm trying to pander pander to our audience. That's actually what I want because you know the wide right Super Bowl that ruined my pretty much my entire childhood and whatever was left of my childhood was uh, foiled in the following three Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like Bill's Mafia deserves it. Our fan base deserve it. Once again, man, and, and, and like I'll just take your words. I'm not trying to pander to our audience. It's just a fact. I feel like Bill's Mafia is by far 
uh, the greatest fan base in the NFL and maybe all of sports, when you just look at the fact of how much mediocrity we had over the years and we still packed the stadiums. Mm -hmm. That's not normal. You know what I'm saying? To have that much mediocrity. You might have a down down here, there, but to have that much mediocrity and still have sellouts, that is – it's, I just think the fans deserve it. I mean, the city, yeah. uh, you're from that area. I'm not. I mean, just being there, knowing y'all, y'all deserve it, man. You know what I'm saying? So I would love to see that. And it'll put a bow on this year. Once again, I feel like 2020 is probably the worst year of my life because of everything that's been going on, all the uh, politics, the division, and then you throw in a pan- global pandemic. This has been a rough year for every, not just me, but for everybody. So I just think, man, what if Notre Dame or Buffalo win the Super Bowl? I'm like, wow. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, I wouldn't want that, but it'll be a a bow on this bad year. It'll be a bow on top of a bad year, you know? Yeah, really would be. Really would be. Uh, Fortunately, we may be close to COVID coming to an end. Uh, We'll see. We'll see how the vaccine does getting dis- manufactured and distributed. You know, I to me, highlight has definitely been this Buffalo Bills season because it's been a lot of fun. And you know what else has been fun? This damn podcast. That is true. <laughs> and it, I just, I and once again, man, to be able to do a podcast with you, one of my good friends, while we're winning. And this might go down as... One of our best seasons. I mean, it's definitely one of our best seasons since the Super Bowl years. You know, sure. So to be able to cover that, man, I mean, this is a dream come true, dude. This is fantastically fun. And to all of you who stuck with us to this point in the show, thank you so much. We appreciate the hell out of you guys. And uh, before we give you a song at the end, got any final thoughts? Of course, man. Let's keep uh, Keontae Johnson, the uh, basketball player at the University of Florida. He passed out um, and was shipped to the hospital during the Florida State game on Sunday. Let's keep him in the thoughts and prayers. He's in a uh, medical-induced coma right now, hanging on from Virginia. He played in the same organization Simone plays in with Boo Williams down in the Hampton, Virginia Beach area. So let's keep him in our thoughts and prayers. They saying that he had COVID during the summertime. And so this is complications uh, with his heart because of COVID. And oh, he geez. collapsed during the Florida State game on Sunday morning. So let's keep him in our thoughts and prayers, man. Absolutely. And thank you, everybody, for joining Jamie D and Big Newt. Uh, you can reach me at the Jamie D'Amico. You can reach him at big underscore newt. For Big Chris Newton, I'm Jamie D'Amico. Big Newt, sign us off with a song, buddy. Hey, hey! Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G Podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. 
Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropG Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropG Pod wherever you get your podcasts. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. 